Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today. Welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday afternoon service, evening service. Forgive me on that one. Um, that's well. I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on today. And I always say there's a lot of stuff going on today. Mm. Well, today been a unique day this weekend, this week, has been a unique week for me. Amen. I buried my best friend, one of my best friends yesterday, a friend of over 40 years, uh, Pastor Ella, for a great woman. Amen. And I want to dedicate this Sunday service to her also, to Pastor Ella Pearlman. Amen. I'm excited about what God is doing for us today. <clears throat> Bow your heads one moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that's watching this broadcast, those that are with me this evening, oh God. Oh Lord God, ask your touch, save, deliver, and make free. Break yokes, bring deliverance, change lives, stir hearts to seek after you today. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> well, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. Listen, 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 before we go on. You got to get excited about what the Lord is doing for you. I ain't talking about for nobody else. So think of, let's listen to the words of the song and think about for yourself. I'm excited, I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? Amen. You got to be excited about what the Lord is doing. Because he's doing a lot of things in the midst of us. He's doing a lot of wonderful things in the midst of us. Sometimes we don't see what the Lord is doing. Sometimes we don't hear what the Lord is doing. But the Lord God Almighty is doing great things in the midst of us. Today I want to talk to you about belief. Well, on Friday, um, I, I do a weekly scripture so Tuesdays and Fridays. And I sent it out to a group of people. Just one scripture on Tuesday and one scripture on Friday. So the scripture on Friday that I sent out, I looked over the scripture and it was really interesting. And it's in the message today. It's really interesting because it was a question that the Lord was asking. So get your Bibles and let's go to... <clears throat> Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. 
Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. <clears throat> Listen what the word of God says. And she, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Let me read it one more time. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Did you hear that? This is a very interesting verse here. The Lord is saying, If you can believe. Now listen. He ain't talking about nobody else. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. He's talking to us individually. How about he saying that if thou can believe? Let's look at it again. Let's look at it again. Jesus said unto him, If thou canest believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Him that believeth. All things are possible. Remember the song I just sung? He's doing great things. But you gotta believe that he's doing great things. You gotta accept that the Lord God Almighty is doing great things for you. It's just not something to say. It's something you got to believe on. You got something you got to act on. You got to believe that the Lord God is doing great things for you. In the midst of everything, in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your tests, in the midst of your headaches, whatever. The Lord is doing great things. So Jesus said, if thou canst believe that all things are possible to them not believing. If you believe in God, all things are possible because God is a God of the impossible. See, things that are impossible to us are simple to God. Things that are impossible to mortal man is possible with God. I want to tell you something. You have today all type of scientists. You also have all kind of invention. And so a lot of these inventions, what's that for good? God inspired these people to create these things. God inspired them to make things better in the medical field. God inspired them to make things better in the auto, auto industry. Better, better braking system, better seat belts, uh, better sensors, everything. He helped man make things better. But, 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 but let me tell you something about that. I want you to listen to this. Everybody don't believe that is possible. Everybody don't believe that that can be done. But there are some individuals believe that it can be done, and it's done. Did you hear what I just said? Everybody in the auto industry don't believe that can be done. No, that's not possible. I'm gonna say that's not possible. This not possible. Well, if you learn anything about the auto industry, I'll tell you. Inside secret. No, I'm not on the I'm not in the auto industry, but I do tell you a secret. They share technology. 
Once one come out with a certain technology, they'll share or sell it or whatever they do to the next manufacturer. You'll notice a lot of car manufacturers, uh, automobiles have the same type of sensors and this and that uh, because they share the technology. Or sell it to them, how many go about it? But they offer it to one another. But everybody in the uh, 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 industry didn't believe that you could have an autopilot car. They didn't believe that men would be able to really drive an uh, uh, electric car. They didn't believe Everybody didn't believe it. At one time, everybody didn't believe that our lady field would be able to drive. Because you got to really think about this. You got to go back in time and look at it. Wasn't, they didn't always have our lady field. They just had gasoline. And I think it was back in the 70s. I think it was the like early 80s. I can't remember when it was. When they had a gas shortage. And they started making all the cars smaller. Scientists came up with unleaded fuel because somebody believed it could be done. Because they believe God said it in the word, if thou canst believe that all things are possible to him that believe it. I want to tell you something, and it's not good. Everybody heard about Playboy, but that man was full of the devil and he believed he could corrupt more men's minds with Playboy stuff. And he did it. Understand how this works. If thou canst believe. All things for you are possible. I don't care what the elements around you say. I don't care how things look. You can change what you see by your belief. Did you hear what I said? You can change what you see by your belief. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care what you don't have in the bank. I don't care if you don't have a job. But do you believe that you can obtain that? Do you believe? That your life can improve. You got to respect it. A person can pray to you day and night. But if you don't believe it, he ever, never do. A lot of people die after the person prayed for them pass away because they didn't have faith, but they own. So you got to get your faith together. Let's move on. Let's go to John chapter 11. John chapter 11 and verse 27. John 11, verse chapter, uh, uh, John 11 and 27 says, She said to him, Yeah, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, which should come into the world. And when she said so, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come. And call it for thee. Let's go over that again. And she said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of the, the Son of God, which should come into the world. 
And when she had said so, she went on, went her way and called her sister Mary secretly saying, the master has come and called us. Call us. Listen to that verse. Look at that verse. And the woman that tells the Lord, I personally believe that you are the Son of God. It said, look at look at that verse, verse 27. And she said to him, Yeah, Lord. I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which could come into the world. She believed. She knew all things was possible once she believed. She knew that once she that he was the Christ, that there was nothing impossible. She knew that God is capable of doing anything through his son. She knew that God was capable of doing anything about forming his word. Because he said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word, the living word of God, his son, Jesus Christ. I don't care what people say. People say what they want. I don't believe in God. It's wonderful. Who you think I'm going to sit around fighting with you? Think I'm going to sit around debating with you? God is real. No, God is real. God is real. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm going to show you what the word of God say. And then I'm going to let you be the judge of what the word of God say for yourself. Because you don't want to got to stand before him. You got to live before him on give account. But this woman went to her sister secretly. Notice she didn't run all over the place. Notice she didn't go tell everybody she knew. She went first to her sister secretly and said, Mary, the master has come. And he called for you. She said, what? The master's here, buddy. Let's go. People go to work every day and don't realize that the master goes to work with them to see what they're going to do, see if they're going to live right, see if they're going to tell the truth, not steal nothing, not lie on nobody. Because the devil has accused all the brethren. So God makes sure that you are in the right, but you got to do right. That's the difference. What am I saying? When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior, the doors of heaven is that you're mocking it. The doors of heaven is that you're requesting. But you got to believe that he is, and he is able, and he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. You must believe that. Hmm. That sounds funny. You must believe that. But if you don't believe, who's going to believe it for you? Jesus said, everybody know the scripture. I come that you might have life, but I have a more abundantly. But guess what? There's millions of saved folks don't believe that. They think that they're supposed to be poor, destitute, or you got the other one that think that they're supposed to be the richest people on earth. I'm talking about the preachers, so they milk the people to get wealth. Believe. What you believe makes all the world a difference to how you spend eternity. 
what you do with the belief you have will tell what you where where you spend eternity. Why at the home going service for Sister Furlow, one of the grandsons, uh, uh, great grandsons were uh, crying. He was deeply touched. He was deeply hurt that grandma gone. So after we finished, uh, I went to burial and then we went on, had a repast. And he came outside. And I was talking to one of the other pastors and I said to him, The key here is that you live right. That you live right that you can see grandma again. You gotta live right. This is your job. You gotta make sure you're right and you live right every day if you want to see grandma again. I'm gonna tell you something about something I've learned over the years. We go to home going service or people go to funeral that cry over the people that dead, that passed away. But a lot of times, we don't realize if we want to see them again, if they live right, we got to live right. Oh, glory to God. We have to live right. That's one of the reasons why the scripture says we don't sorrow over them that have the hope. But emotionally, on the emotional side, we do sorrow. We cry. Fellow was my friend for over 40 years, so it, it hurts me and it hurts me now. But if I live right, I'll get to see her again because she walked with God. That's the whole kabam about your belief. If your belief system is right, it's just like if you don't take care of your body, it's going to fall apart. If you don't ever walk around, after a while, you'll become paralyzed. You don't move around. Although there was a case back in, uh, I think it's China, I think it was China, what in other countries, where they would play video games with one kid. This happened numerous times. But I remember the story of the one kid. He sat there and played the game for three days. On the third day, he died sitting in that chair. He didn't even want to get up and go to the bathroom. He stood in the train. Ah! He believed that he could get play that game and don't do that now. Don't move. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't eat. He just played. Well, <clears throat> he died in that chair. Did you hear me? He died in that chair. It's what you believe. You can believe. You are the sexiest woman of all time or the most handsome man of all time. But I got something else to tell you about that. There's somebody that believes the same thing. Oh, somebody lying. <laughs> somebody lying. When it comes down to believe, what you believe makes all the difference. This scripture here tells us. And she says, in your Lord, I believe thou art the Christ. No doubt in her mind, she knew who he, he was. Now, it was her responsibility to live right when she knew who he was. See, when you're around certain people, you behave yourself a certain way. And people really acknowledge how you behave yourself, how you live before people. All that reflects over time. 
All of that reflects over time how you conduct yourself. People watch you. People watch your living. People watch your conversation. When you cussing people out, they know you ain't saved. You ain't fooling them. And then you tell them they need to go to church. They need to pray. My grandmother used to tell me you need to in Christ and didn't even know who Christ Jesus was herself. Huh. That was funny because she could never tell me who. She used to always say you need to in Christ. And I never knew who she was talking about or what she was talking about. Because she didn't know what she was talking about. But she was religious and went to church every Sunday. She couldn't tell me because she didn't know who Jesus Christ was. This woman had a scripture that says, yeah, Lord. She said, if I did, yeah, Lord. I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And she went to her sister about And then he called her. What we believe reflects on our thinking and our actions. You could go to work and you could sit there in a negative state of mind doing your work, throwing your work around because you're mad with the boss. You're mad with the supervisor. you just upset all the time. Some of y'all beg God for those jobs. and got them. Oh, God, give me this job. I need this job real bad. Some of y'all beg God for those jobs and got them. All you do is mumble and grumble and complain. But then you got the nerve to say that God got better for you. I believe God got better for me. Huh. How you can believe God got better? You didn't even believe God gave you the job after he gave it to you because you would be carrying on like that. You would be grateful that you got a job. You will be thinking that you're capable of working. Getting to work on time. Doing your part of the job. I was watching a movie about a true story. About train conductors. Uh, uh, engineers can't train conductors. It's a funny story about how they were on a train and a train ran loose. Long story. That's uh, uh, one of the motormen messed up and walked off the train and the train, he, everything the button wasn't pushed right, they, things wasn't set right, so the train drove itself. It was what you call a express train to destruction. And two other men on another train heard about what was happening. <clears throat> and one was extremely experienced. And he told him, y'all can't do what y'all want to do. That train's not going to stop. It's going to do more damage. At first, they didn't want to listen to him. Well, the train did what they said he was going to do. He told them, y'all should have listened. So he decided to go after the train, him and the other guy, risking their lives. So the man that was in charge said, uh, uh, you can't do that because you're going to get, I'm going to fire you if you go on and get out that train. He said, um, you already did. He said, what you did? What you said? You already fired me. I'm on my 90 days. And that's something. This man believed in the God that he would already sent his 90-day termination order. He could stop that train and save lives, even though he was risking his own. 
He believed that life is more important than his own. And he went after the train and stopped. They stopped the train. And the man that, the boss that trashed him, <laughs> he was no longer in that position. But the man he fired was even who retired with blind gullies. What you believe? This woman believed that Jesus was the Christ. He's the Son of God. He was the Christ to come into the world. There was no question about it. She knew if he was dead, things was going to be okay. He was going to work things out. That's what you believe. If what you really believe and what you respond to is what makes a difference in your personal walk with God. What you believe and how you respond to what you believe make up the world a difference. Today, people don't believe in prayer anymore. They don't believe in prayer anymore. It's name and name and claiming, and that's it. I'm going to heaven. I ain't never met nobody that spend no time in prayer and go to heaven. Have eternal life. All through this Bible here, everybody saw it after God. They wanted God. When a man wants a woman, he speak after her. When a woman wants a man, even though they're not supposed to do it, they're going to speak after that man. They're going to kind of cook food to keep that man in that house. They're going to do whatever they got to do. Because they believe he's for me. Or she's for me. <laughs> Funny thing about me and my wife when we got before we got married, I wasn't trying to convince her. I know I was going to marry anyway, so I married her. It wasn't no major plan. I didn't go through all those mumbo jumbos. Nah, that's not me. I'm just doing Let's get this done. But that's when you know what you believe. See, you got to know that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him with all your heart. We slap off. But when you really want God to move in your behalf and in your life, you're going to keep on seeking after him. You're going to get around people that know God, so you can learn more about God. You want to get around people that can pray, people that read their Bible, people that go to Bible study. You want to get around people that seeking after God, so you can get what God has for you. Are oh, y'all ain't hearing me today? You got to get what God has for you, not other people. This world is so wrapped up in trying to be like everybody else. Everybody's trying to convince that, that oh, I want to be like so. No, no. You should be like Christ. First of all, be like yourself. Let me pray for the television broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul that's watching this television broadcast right now. Continue to move it alive, break yokes, make ways out of no ways. Save, deliver, and make free. I thank you for touching it live. In Jesus' name, and those y'all watch the television broadcast, you can go to our website, www.tabernacledeliveredinc.org. You can leave a prayer request, a testimony. You can also become a partner and help us keep our television broadcast, podcasts, and stuff live. Until next week when you come back again. In fact, you can go to YouTube and rest of watching this, rest of this message today. Until next week, I want you to understand something. You must believe that God is capable 
of doing things for you. Let's move on. You got to believe it. Don't just go by what somebody else say. You hear testimonies of what God done for somebody else. What about you? Oh, God bless us. What about you? What has God done for you? Let's move on. Let's go to John 8. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, let's go to uh, Mark 9.24. Mark 9.24. Look at that verse, 9.24. And straight away, listen to this, and straight away the father of the child cried out and said with this, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I'll read it again. And straight away the father of the child cried out with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. That's what we gotta do. We gotta ask God to help our unbelief. Unbelief will cause you to lose out with God. Oh, you don't believe me. You don't believe me. The 10 virgins is a great story about unbelief. A lot of preachers don't talk about that on the unbelief term, but it's about unbelief. Because of the unwise virgin had believed that the master was truly coming, they would have never broke up their life. Did you hear that? If they truly knew and believed that Jesus was coming, the bride was coming, the bridegroom was coming, they would have never finished broke up their life. They would have to ask the wise of God from God. Now that they heard that he was coming, when he summoned them now, they realized that he was really coming. But it was too late. They burnt up all their oil. That's unbelief. Because if you know, I'll give you a personal story about me. When I was a young guy, I used to go where my father hung out. My father would tell me he was going to be there. And I would go there and wait for him. And wait for him. And wait for him. And sometimes he never showed up. Lion twerp. <laughs> Lion twerp. He used to soup me up. But however, and all that souping up, I made sure I was present to see it. See that? I made it my business to go where he would be. And yes, sometime he showed up. I'll be all excited. My father was there. Yes, I was. I was excited. Daddy. I was excited. <clears throat> Somebody gonna mess with me because my father's here. I believed that he was gonna come. But he always didn't come when he said, but he came out. He showed up sometime. The ten virgins, the five unwise. Truly didn't believe the, that the bridegroom was coming. Because they truly believed that the bridegroom was coming. Because they knew he was only going to come once. They already heard that he only was coming once. They already heard it. But they didn't believe it. There's a difference. Hearing something and really receiving it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Hearing something and really receiving it. It's a difference. Something. 
receiving it and believing in a different faith. People often wonder why churches are the way they are. People often complain that all the people in the church are hypocrites, all the pastors, the faggots, are they, they pimping the women, are they steeds and con artists? That's what people say. That's something, oh, religion is a scam. Religion is a scam. I don't have religion, I have salvation, so religion is a scam. But what do you believe? What's your life? What do you believe with your life that you live? If you base your life on people that go to church, the pastors, you have false belief. I'll say it again. You have false belief. Because if you base your belief on what pastors do, what the congregation do, you have false belief. You don't have salvation. Because your salvation isn't based off them. Your salvation is based off the word of God. I don't care if the pastor the biggest homosexual in town. That has nothing to do with your living. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. It has nothing to do with your living right before God. Give you that as an excuse. My friend told me a story of a pastor. Well known back then. Oh, he could preach and make you cry. But one day, spoke, the Lord spoke to my friend and said, that's a homemonger right there. And we showed past that fast. Sure found out that busted that he was a stone homemonger. But that had nothing to do with my friend's life. How he lived before God. How you live before God reflects only on you. You know why I say that? Because the life you live will speak for you louder than anything else. People spend their time looking at everybody around them in the church or whatever people, everybody else does. Oh, look how he does. Look how she does. I don't believe it. I don't think they did it. And you go to run in your mouth. You're no better than the man that showed the video. Uh, in the church, during service, while the preacher was preaching, he was sitting there watching a porno video. You ain't no better than that person because you're all doing the same thing. Let's move on. Let's go to John 3 and 12. The word of God is never, ever going to change, buddies. It's not going to change for me. It's not going to change for you. <clears throat> now listen. Here's what the Lord had to say. If I told you earthly things, John 3 and 12, if I told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? John 3 and 12, one more time. If I told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you everything? If I tell you how things going on in this world can affect you eternally. If you don't believe me, say you don't know what you're talking about. It's not wrong with me drinking a little. It's not wrong with me smoking a little. It's not wrong with me getting a little high on Rika because Rika now. 
<clears throat> it's legal in most states. It's still a drug. You're still getting high on it. It's nothing wrong with having sex before marriage. There ain't nothing wrong with it. That's your old folks. Y'all think that it's wrong to have sex before marriage. Well, let me tell you what the Bible says. Revelation 21 and 8 says, All fornicators will be turned into the lake of fire. Now what you got to say. Go read it. Go read it. Go read the King James Version. Revelation 21 and 8. <clears throat> Verse 12 of John. Three. If I told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you that heaven belongs to you? How are you going to believe that when I'm telling you earthly things about earthly things that goes on every day? And you don't believe me that it's all connected. How are you going to believe spiritual things? How are you going to believe the scripture that says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, we are having evidence in the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them that love him? How are you going to believe the scripture says, that said no good thing was he was with hope for them that walk around? Let me pause. How are you going to believe that? If I'm telling you, sex before man is sin, you don't believe that. That's earthly. That's right here on the sir. Huh? How are you gonna believe heavenly things? How can I sit down and have a spiritual conversation with you? Huh? Not possible. People want the best, but they won't live the best. How can two walk together except they agree? Jesus was telling, if I told you earthly things and you didn't believe me, how am I going to tell you a spiritual thing? This world, this world that we live in is full of surprises. I tell you something. You got to make up your mind to live for God regardless. You got to make up in your mind, I'm going to serve God. I don't care what anybody else do. I'm going to serve God for me. So if I tell you earthly things, you don't believe it. It's telling you heavenly things is worthless because you don't believe that. You don't believe basic earthly stuff. If I were to tell a person, if you drive down the wrong way, more than likely you're going to have a car accident. <clears throat> you know what some people say? Oh, I don't think so. You just keep swirling around a car and you, you're missing. <laughs> That's how people are. They don't want to hear the truth about basic stuff. And when you tell them spiritual stuff, they really lost. Let's move on. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. 
Matthew chapter 24 and verse 23. <clears throat> Listen to what this verse says. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there believe it not. I'll read it again. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, there is Christ, or there believe it not. What is he saying? When people are telling you like that, that, that television or that radio announcer, whatever he was, Harold Camping was telling people, that Christ was going to meet them in Coney Island. Don't believe them lies. Don't believe those lies. Jesus is not meeting you in Coney Island. Jesus is not meeting you in Chicago. Jesus, not, Jesus isn't meeting you nowhere. But at the altar. But at the altar of your heart. I'm not talking about the altar of a building. I'm talking about the altar of your heart. So if you think Jesus is going to meet you anywhere else, you lie. You lie. Because Jesus said, I go unto my father. So Jesus is not meeting nobody in Chicago, in Coney Island, New York, in Florida, or nowhere else on this earth. And these people sold all their property because they believe those lying property. They sold their property, they hold, they gave away their money or, or use all the money, whatever nonsense they use. And then when Jesus and they come, they mad, they upset. But if they took time to read the word of God, they'll find out that the Lord wasn't meeting nobody nowhere else. He wasn't coming to meet you nowhere else, but at the heart of your heart. That's why he said, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house. Notice he said, in my Father's house, there's many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you, I'm not coming to meet you nowhere else. When the Lord returned to snatch away his church, he's going to meet them in the air. He's not coming to meet you on the shores of uh, 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 Coney Island. Uh, the Caribbean shores. Ain't none of that mess going on. Ain't none of that mess going on. This scripture here is a warning to you fools out there that keep believing those fools. It says, if any man shall say unto you, Lord, here is Christ, or they have believed it not. It's just amazing. Uh, that story about the young man. I, I told the story about the young man uh, when Harold Campion was telling people that uh, Jesus was going to meet them at Coney Island. This young man was giving out the flyers for him. And I said to him, I said, young man, I was in my car. I said, young man, come here. And he came over to the one to give me a flyer. I said, listen, listen, you're being lied to. Harold Campion don't know when the Lord is coming back. He's lying to you. You got to go by what the scripture said. The Bible said no man knows the hour of the day. Not even the son of man. Not the angels. Only God the Father. No man knows it. But he said, no, no, no. He, he figured it out. He figured it out. I said, son, nobody knows this. Something not about the human. Believe, believe what Harold Campion said. Here's the sad part. 
The young man told me his family turned against him. They don't want to have nothing to do with him because he persisted with this foolishness that Jesus was coming to meet them at Coney Island. I told him, I said, listen, son, go back to your family and apologize. Tell him you're sorry you made a mistake. But he wouldn't listen. No, Hurricane is right. He's right. He's right. Jesus is coming to meet us. Jesus is never going to meet you nasty, Coney Island. <laughs> He's not coming there, son. Not coming there. He's not coming there. I want to tell you something. I want you to remember this. You could be sincere and sincerely wrong. That young man was sincere, but he was sincerely wrong. He didn't take the time to search the scriptures, and that's what messed people up. We got smartphones, we got time smart watches, we got the world, and we still won't seek after God's word. That's crazy. You gonna believe a man that gotta go to the bathroom and wipe his behind just like you over God's word? That's crazy. I know I'm raw, but it's right because it's tight. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, there is Christ, or there, believe it not. How is it that we believe lies before we believe the truth? We rather believe lies because that's what we want to hear. You can't go by what you want to hear. You've got to go by what God's word declares. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall stand forever. It shall never pass away. You think God, who is eternal, is going to flip out over your belief? You, you think he's going to cry that you don't believe he's real? Do you really think he's going to sit in the corner and cry? Oh, they don't believe me. Oh. I'm going to tell you what God is going to do. He's going to continue to be almighty God. You, on the other hand, will die and stand before him and give account. <laughs> about it. The joke is on you. The joke will be on you. There's no unrighteousness in God. I know everybody tried to find unrighteousness in them, but you can't. You're not going to find. He's not like us. I constantly try to get people to understand God, His Son, and His Son, and the Holy Ghost. They're not like us. They're not corrupt. They're not nasty. They're not unclean. They're not deceiving. What you believe? People believe that they could do anything and go to heaven. People believe that they can mis men misbelieve that they can mistreat their wives and beat up their wives and rape their daughters and sons and all that kind of stuff and think that they're gonna just walk out of heaven. You going somewhere? But it won't be there. What you believe will determine where you spend eternity. Let's move on. What you believe will determine where you spend eternity. Let's go to John 8 45. 
what you believe will determine where you spend eternity. That's something to think about. What you believe. John 8.45 says, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Jesus walked up and down telling the people the truth, and they refused to believe him. I'll tell you something else. Yeah, Jesus fed thousands of people. Yeah, those thousands of people didn't, didn't follow him in heart and righteousness. You see, people that don't know better, they just follow. Hungry people are going to wear food and off, even if it's the bad guy. Even if he's ensnaring them, they're going to where the food is because they're hungry. Even if that person planned to kill them all, poison them all, but they're hungry, they're going to eat. They're going to eat because they're hungry. So those thousands and thousands of people the Lord had fed. Those thousands and thousands of people, all of them didn't get to know the Lord personally. In Jesus' own town, he couldn't do many works because of unbelief. Jesus told them the truth. They believed him not. They don't know what he's talking about. It's always been like this. God likes us like this. People want God to accept them on their terms. You're wrong. You cannot expect a living God, who is the creator of the end of the earth, to accept us any other way. I'm not talking about getting saved. Because the Bible says, come just as you are. You come and repent of your sins. And then you get your act together. You don't come to God insulting him and telling him, this is what I want. I'll serve you if you do this to me. If you don't do that for me, I'm not serving you. I don't want to. You think God's going to cry over that? Do you think God Almighty is going to sit down and weep? Because you said you're not serving him? Because he won't give you somebody else's wife or somebody else's husband and all that stupid stuff? He said, I am the Lord thy God that changes thy and be holy for I am holy. And he said, Pete, follow all men and holiness. And there ain't nobody seeing him. I don't care what no bishop tell you. I don't care what these pilots and preachers tell you. If you ain't holy, you will never see God. <laughs> I don't care how much you can shout, speak in tongues, or whatever tongues you're speaking in. If you ain't holy, you ain't never going to see God. You'll never be in his presence. I can back it up because it's right in the Bible. I'm not making this up. It's right. It's right in this book, this King James Version Bible. It's right there. He said, Be holy, but I am holy. He ain't changing. But you believe. When I first got saved, I didn't know God. I got saved, I still didn't know God. I had to get to know him. 
I had different experiences in my life. Some good, some bad, some more, whatever. But I had to get to know who God was through his word first. Because people get to know God according to a preacher. And a lot of times these preachers are telling you stuff that's not even in the Bible. Sometimes they only quote half of a scripture. And because you don't take time to read the Bible, you never get to read all the rest of the scripture. That's true. Can't base your salvation, salvation of what preachers say. You got to base it of what the word of God says. What you believe will tell you where you will spend eternity. Some of y'all got children. Y'all want your children to get saved. Well, live right. God will make a way for them to be saved if they desire to be saved. But you can't force salvation. You can force them to go to church. You can train up in a child the way it should go. But the Bible says the child won't depart. It doesn't mean the child won't get saved. The child has a desire of eternal life themselves. It's functional. People misunderstand that scripture. People think because the scripture says, I want you to leave this, but what you believe in makes the difference where you're going. But I want you to understand the scripture. People think that scripture that says, train up in a child the way it should go, and what is all that will not depart from it. People think that that's guaranteed a child eternal life. It is not. It is not. It's saying train up the child the right way it should go. And when it's all it's not going to depart. It doesn't mean the child going to get saved. It's not going to depart from what you're telling. A woman is a prostitute. She raised her daughter to be a prostitute. She died and that child continue on in prostitution. That's how she was taught. You raise your child to go to church and pray and read that Bible. That child may go to church and pray and read that Bible and still be on because they never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They're still doing that stuff. But they need to part from what they were taught. What you believe makes all the world of difference. When I first got saved, I didn't know that about that scripture. Matter of fact, the scripture also said to say, God has saved you and your whole household. Well, my whole household didn't get saved. My whole household didn't get saved. So I'm like, wait a minute, God, you said you saved my whole household. He said, yeah, I'll make an opportunity that would be saved if they desire to be. I can't save them if they don't want to be saved. It doesn't work like that. It's personal. We're not talking about going to church. We're not talking about going to a synagogue. We're not talking about that. Anybody could do that. We're talking about a personal relationship with God. What you believe. Affects everybody around you. How you respond to things around you. I think about the home going service for Sister Furlow. I shared some tears yesterday. 
for her grandson cried enough for me and all of us that was close to him. He cried that much. He screamed that much. I mean, he called Jesus' name so hard. <laughs> he cried for all of us. What tears we couldn't get out. He put it into emotion. When I was leaving the hotel room this morning, after everybody walked out of the hotel room, I turned around and looked back. And I said, Bye, furlough. Because it brought back something to me. When we we would go to a conference, I'll go sit in the room with her and her husband to talk. But I'm gonna tell you something. My job is to live right so I can see my friend again. That's my job. It's what I believe. I believe if I live right, heaven is my game. I know for a fact if I don't live right, hell is my game. It's gonna lake a fire. Yeah, I don't need nobody to encourage me on that. I already know what we believe. What we believe and how we respond to things all makes all the world a difference. Some people, when loved ones die, they grieve for a long time. I had a friend grieve over a year for her mother passed. Got to be careful with that. You know why? Because the enemy could trick you up, mess you up, throw you all off track. When your loved ones are saved and truly saved and walk with God, make sure you continue to live right, and then you'll see them again. Go to the home going service, said some tears, cry a little, scream a little, get it out of you. And go move on and rejoice that they out of pain or they went on to glory. We do this thing wrong. But the Bible teaches us that we don't sorry over them that have a hope, even though we do emotionally get up there, but we cannot let it drag us down. But that's not what they want, and that's not what God wants. Let's move on. Let's go to John 14 and 1. Look at that verse, John 14 and 1. Listen to what the Lord said. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I'll read it again. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, you believe in God, believe also in me. See the side out now, now look at this. He was saying, the Lord was saying something the people that believe in God. You see, in order to have eternal life, you got to actually believe that God sent him. Did you hear that? You actually have to believe that God is real and that God sent his son and that his son died and that his son rose on the third day and that his son is sitting on the right hand of God. That's what you have to accept. And that's what you have to believe. That's what you have to believe in order to be saved. You cannot be saved no other way. It's not a side way. It's not no wiggle around way. You cannot be saved without Jesus Christ. You can be religious. You cannot have eternal life without Jesus Christ. Why? Because all through the scriptures, it said that the, 
Lord God Almighty would send his son. The Messiah would come. To redeem man back to Father. The people who got the torch with stuff, they thought that Jesus was coming to redeem them to him. No. No. Jesus came and died to redeem us back to Father, to God the Father, not to himself. That's why he said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. I and the Father is one. Oh, people got upset about that. You know these dummies back in the 80s and 70s, they was hard of, hard of thinking, hard of hearing. They could not believe that God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost are three individuals. They said they're all the same person. They are not. We have to start teaching them that the same thing with incorporation. You got Exxon Mobil. You got Shelbride, uh, Wawa, all kind of different places. You got Bank of America, Wells Fargo, all kind of banks. All of these places I just named have thousands of locations. They have thousands of locations. Each one run independently. But it's one world headquarters. One. They may have a national headquarters and they have a world headquarters. I noticed I worked with a bank and I worked in a world headquarters. Oh, I already know how it works. But people like to play dumb on you. But when it comes down to money, they all of a sudden they're smart. But everything else, they're down. What you believe? Makes all the world a difference. You know why? Because you act on your belief. If you believe you're going to hit the lotto, you're going to keep playing the lotto. Now, yeah, now, now, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, here's, here's the trick. Y'all don't, people don't know it. In order for somebody to win the lotto, millions of people have to play the lotto. If millions of people don't play the lotto, there won't be no money. Everybody don't know that. They think they win some special money. No, all the money y'all put in is what y'all going to get out. One person going to win. Now, if 100 million people play the lotto, 100 people, million people won't be winning that big pump. It's either going to be split 20 ways, or 100 ways, or one way. It's not going to be split what, 100 million ways because 100 million people ain't going to get that same number. They're going to cancel that out. That ain't going to happen. But you believe you're going to win. You'll spend thousands of dollars, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. I, I know somebody played every day for years. Yeah, ain't winning. Look at that verse. John 14 and one, one more time. Let not your heart be troubled. 
Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart, not worrying about everybody else's heart. Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in Christ Jesus and believe his word. That his word will equal you eternal life. That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to believe his word. He said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He wants you to believe in word. Every day, not Sunday. Let's move on. Let's go to John 9, 38. John 9, 38. Look at that verse. Verse 38 of chapter 9 said, and he said, Lord, I believe and worship him. He said, I believe. And he worshiped the Lord. He knew that he was alive when he heard him and he talked to him. He knew who he was. Today, you got to offer him something. You got to do something special for them to get them to believe the Lord. I ain't doing nothing special. <laughs> ain't nothing special for me to do. But tell you the truth. Like me or leave me. It's time to tell the truth. Jesus, the Son of the living God, he's coming again. And beloved, you can be down in wide marriages if you want and don't believe. That's your business. That's your business. But when that trumpet sounds, beloved, you're going to be sorry. You're going to be sorry that you didn't believe on the Son of the living God and His Word. You say, I believe God. If you believe God, you're going to believe His Word and obey. He said, Repent, therefore, that the kingdom of heaven's at hand. You would repent. You would change. Look at that verse 938. And he said, Lord, I believe and you worship Him. Notice he said he worshipped him. Notice as he said, he didn't run around gossiping. He didn't worry about telling the Lord about everybody else's problem and business. He worshipped the Lord there, right there. He magnified the Lord right there. He gave God glory right there because he believed that he was these. Oh, my God, he believed he was the son of God. He didn't need nobody to tell him nothing else. He didn't need nobody to say, come on and pray to me. Come on, put your hands together. That's what they do in church today. They got to crank you up. Come on, put your hands together. Let's pray. Come on. Come on. Come on. Enjoy the Lord. Just pray. Come on. Come on. Here's a man that said, I believe. And he worshiped and praised God right then and there. Nobody had to crank him. Nobody had to offer him nothing special. Nobody had to get up no special activities in the church like the church. Young people today want all that special stuff. They want a basketball. 
They want this. They want that. They want that. You get that outside the church. When you come into the house of God, you're coming into believing and worshiping God. I'm not against God. But there's a time and place for everything. And when we come to the house of God, we come to worship and magnify him for his greatness towards us. And salvation for us that need it. Let's move on. Let's go to John eleven twenty six. Look at that verse. John eleven twenty six, and it says, "Whosoever believeth in me shall never die." Believest thou this? I'll read it again. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Sister Well, do you believe that? I believe that. I know it to be a fact. He that liveth on his earth and believe in Jesus Christ that he is the son of the living God shall never die. Believe it's not that. Yes, Lord, I believe. Hello, I brought that scripture to me back on Friday. And he kept giving it back to me. Even while I sat in the service yesterday, he kept coming back to me. Believe it's not that. Yeah, I believe. Believe it's not that. Yeah, Lord, I believe. Believe it's not that. Yeah, Lord, I believe. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Yeah, Lord, I believe. This is what the Lord is telling me. Believest thou this? Yes, Lord, I believe. That's why I just shed a few tears. What up the sister Furlow asking and patting her hand. I don't touch dead people. That's the first time I ever did that in my life. But it was signifying something. I'll see my friend again. Because I believe it's now this. And on the third, on the resurrection day, we'll meet again. And boy, that'll be a time of rejoicing. Not theories, not make believe. What you believe? Speak volume to the people around you. Did you hear me? What you personally believe speak volume to the people around you. What you believe? What you believe speak volume and volume and volume and volume to the universe, to the people around you. 
I prepared another, I was prepared another message for today. But last night laying in my bed in the hotel room. That's what Canaan believed. And I could get hear that scripture. Believe this God is? Yes, Lord, I believe. You're here today listening to this message wherever you may be. Stop what you're doing for a change and listen to me. Some of y'all turn on this broadcast and y'all running around and doing everything. Now shut up and listen. Believe as God is that if you live and believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of the living God, you shall never die. Believe as God is. Do you believe that? Have you accepted that? We believe all kind of things. But you better make sure your belief is that. What you doing? Because people do things, racists do things out of their belief. Rapists believe women should be mistreated. Murderers believe that they have a right to kill whoever they want. Bank robbers feel that they're entitled to rob banks and get away with it. Preachers preach. Sometimes just to get an offering or to scare people. My job ain't to scare you. My, my job is to tell you the truth that you can wind up in the eternal fire flame if you don't repent of your sin and like Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and allow him to guide your life. One day at a time. If there's anybody that's watching this broadcast don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, let's pray. Bow your head and repeat after me a simple prayer. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and in my life and be my personal savior. Save me right now from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Save me right now. I believe that thou art the son of the living God, the Christ. I accept you now as my personal Savior, and thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, wait on. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul under the sound of my voice that accepts you as your son as personal Savior today and willing to walk with you. Oh, God, touch their heart, touch their mind and their soul in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, you can go to our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, org, and you can leave a prayer request testimony, or you can... Become a partner. Now listen, if you don't like going online and do stuff, you also can write us at uh, the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated, P.O. Box 535, West Haverstraw, New York, 10993. That's the Tabernacle Deliverance, P.O. Box, Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated, P.O. Box 535, West Haverstraw, New York, 10993. You can send your love offering, please don't send, send no cash, and check them on the order. If you want to send something, you can also email us at uh, 
We care at the Tabernacle Deliverance INC.org. That's we care at the Tabernacle Deliverance INC.org. Until next Sunday, get your belief right. I'll watch, catch up with us on Wednesday night at 8.15 for Bible study. I'll see you then. God bless.